The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging. And my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Larry Steinhaus, I've met you a couple of times now. So excited to finally have you on my podcast, and it's even better to be doing it live. That's I the love great it. part. Yeah, right? It's incredible. We are live from the Chicago Marriott Northwest at Bill Walsh's Ultimate Walk Camp. Wait, we're live? Yeah, we're live. Well, this is a recording, but you and I are live. Well, yeah. But that's not live. We're not live. We're live. We're not. If we were live, I would get so scared. Yeah. No, we're not live. Live, as in people are watching us live this very second that we're recording. So you're watching right now. This is not live. <laughs> you're watching a recording. I might not be wearing the same jacket when you watch this. So, for those who are just listening, you're really missing out because Larry is known for his jackets. He shows up at these events with the most gorgeous jackets that are loud. But you know what? But you're not like this loud kind of person, I guess, on stage. But you know what I mean? You know how, like, some people are, like, really just all the time on, 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 on. I mean, you're just, you're pretty, like, mellow and chill. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think I'm very loud. I think I'm the most obnoxious person in the room. And if I'm not, I better try harder. If you need to try harder, because I, <laughs> I don't know. I just have fun. I have fun dressing like this. Do you wonder why I dress like this? I don't know. So, you ever hear the? You ever hear only the, at events because I only have seen you at events. Right. So you ever no? You ever hear the expression "dress for success"? Yeah. Well, you have to be extremely successful to have the nerve to dress like this. Wow. Okay. Good point. <laughs> and he is very, very successful. So tell the audience what it is that you do, um, and then I want to hear your backstory, like how you got to where you are today. So I, I simply make wealth 
building. Simple. You know, everybody, everybody's nervous about the stock market. I don't know how to invest in the stock market. I heard that that's rigged. I heard that it's fake. I heard that blah, blah, blah. What people ever do is lose money in the stock market. Same thing with real estate. I, I, I don't know how to invest in real estate. I heard that everybody loses money in real estate. You should see my friends, brothers, best friends, uncles, nieces, daughters, best friends, niece, and her uncle and her friend lost money on a real estate deal once. I don't want to invest in real estate. Let's, come on, really? Stop listening to broke people. Start listening to smart people. I'm going to teach you how to do all this stuff so you can do it with ease. Understand the simple basics of the stock market. I mean, you know, the stock market is not what you think. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a casino. There's logic and reasons why stocks go up and down, and you can predict those reason, reasons within reason. Right. Now, is it a lack of education, or people just want the get-rich-quick? No, it's a lack of improper education. I'm sorry, it's a, it's a form of improper education. So where, did, where, did, where does most people get their money information from? The news. Friends. Friends. Family. Yeah, friends, right. family, news. So yeah. if your friends and family aren't millionaires, just say, hey, whatever you're telling me right now, at least you've told me exactly what not to do. Exactly. Because right. if they're not millionaires, they shouldn't be giving you advice. Right. On... And, and if they are, you know exactly what not to do. Because if they're giving you advice and it didn't work for them, how's it going to work for you? That's right. Very good, good point. So how did you get to where you are today in this line of work? Wow. So I've always been entrepreneurial. You know, okay. I, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. However, when I was 18, I bought my first investment property. And it was pretty cool. I bought it. I paid $23,500 for it. Sold it a year later for 50% profit, which was a terrible idea. And the reason it was a terrible idea is at that time, it was making $200 a month positive cash flow. And... By now, it would probably be worth about three hundred fifty thousand, and it would probably be making some incredible, like three thousand, four thousand dollars a month cash flow. It would have been an incredible opportunity for me to have kept it. And the longer I would have kept it, I would have made a lot of money. So that was my first property, and I call that my first mistake, even though it was a great profit. Then it, you know, then I was buying properties, and I was doing everything in a system where I said that I would only buy properties that made money, always buy properties that were profitable. And I would always make sure that the properties I bought would pay the mortgage on that property and let it keep growing. Well, it came 2006 and seven. Remember 2006 and seven? Yeah, I do. When the whole world, when the whole world thought real estate was Bitcoin. Yeah, and we, my ex-husband and I, put a contract to build a house in 2006. By the time it went to closing in 2007, it was already three hundred thousand dollars underwater. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah. So. Uh, I decided to change my strategy to a really smart strategy to what I call now the stupid and greedy strategy. And the stupid greedy strategy is buying properties that don't pay for themselves, paying too much for the property. And I'm telling you right now, it's guaranteed failure. So come 2008, I lost everything. I actually went bankrupt. And I decided that this bankruptcy wasn't going to be a, oh my God, I'm such a loser. I went bankrupt. It was going to be a starting over point. Right. And I actually decided, I made a plan to become a millionaire again. I actually wrote it in my first book. The book is called If I Won $25 Million in the Lottery. Really stupid name for a book that explained what I wanted to do. But inside that book, I say exactly how I'm going to do it. And I followed the steps that I said I was going to do and became a multimillionaire again. I own tons of more properties than I owned before. Millions and millions of much more properties. And, you know, everything is great. And I make a lot of money. I also learned the stock market many years ago. And I learned something called stock options, which is an incredible way to leverage the stock market with a small amount of money. And I teach that as well. And then I decided to open up a company to teach this. It's called Investor Schooling. 
and people can go to investorschooling.com. They can find out more about that. And I teach it on a regular basis. I have a class every Thursday on just about anything that has to do with money. It's mostly focused on real estate and buying real estate properties and, and investing in the stock market. But I teach things like how to get health care for free. I teach things like, I, I don't know if you remember the, the idle loans that they had during COVID. We taught people how to get them. Okay. You know, that was part of our class. Part of our class was, hey, this is how you fill out the application. This is what you're supposed to say. This is what you're not supposed to say. You know, and you would get more. We also teach people how to build credit. You, I you like love that. that. You I love like this one. Slide. You I love this one. slide that you did. I had to take a picture of that one. So we, I want to dive into more of that, but I want to take a pause for a second sure. and make sure that the listeners heard you and how you were able to switch your perception of going through bankruptcy, because you kind of just said it really fast. And I just want to point out that because that's so valuable for people that you could have wallowed in your pity and been a victim. Like everybody else. Like everybody else. Woe is me. I filed bankruptcy. And instead, you're like, no. And you use that to fuel you to go through the recovery. And I think it's that type of mindset that people can go through sometimes multiple bankruptcies and still end up being another multimillionaire. Absolutely, sure. You hear about it all the time. So if you could, just real quickly, how are you able to, to just flip that switch that quickly? It was a decision. It's simply a decision. I, okay. you know, I told the story on stage that literally the, I mean, literally the day after my bankruptcy, I went to a car dealer and bought a car. And I used the loan. Now, the, it's funny because you, know, you, know, you know, you know, uh, Car salesmen are. They're like, oh, good, great, I made a sale. And then they send you to the finance company and do it into the finance room. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to finance this car. This is great. La, 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 la. And then he runs my credit and he literally looks at the screen. And I can actually see his expression like, oh my gosh, Mr. Steinhaus, do you know your credit score is 420? I'm like, yeah. So he goes, well, well, I can get you a loan, but I don't think you want it. I go, yeah, I do. How much is it? He goes, 24%. I looked at him and go, oh, that's all? That's great. Let's do it. And he was like, what? Why would you do that? And I said, because this is the beginning of me rebuilding my credit. And that's really what it was, is the beginning of rebuilding my credit. So now, you know, years later, where am I? You know, you remember the number? No, I don't. $882,750. $882,750. I have available credit on credit cards, just credit cards. I'm not talking about personal loans. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about credit cards. $882,750. Now, you know what I could buy with that $882,750? Anything I want. Except Bill Walsh wouldn't sell you some time. What? Bill Walsh wouldn't sell you additional time. On the no, that was, yeah, but I, but I used the time. I used the time. <laughs> but it was, it was very funny because, you know, I, I, well, people, a lot of people are like, why would you need $882,000? Why not? Yeah. You know, so what is the strategy it. behind? Because I know you, you rebuilt your credit and mm -hmm. now you've got all of that available credit line. So how does that help you other than the fact that, yes, you can go buy things, but then you got to pay it off. Right? Well, it's, OK, but so let's say I'm going to buy a let's say I find a house and mm -hmm. it's a really, really good deal. Let's say it's worth 100,000. I could buy it for 50,000, but I got to come up with the money fast. Now, the house is in such disarray that no bank's going to lend me money on it. And I said, okay, fine. Let me go tap my credit cards and buy the house. And within three months, I'll use the credit cards to renovate it. And within three months, I will sell that property and make and sell for one hundred fifty thousand. And then you pay off. And then I pay off the credit cards. You pay off, cards. and, and then that's all I need to do. So I used 
you know, the expression other people's money is often mis, you know, misunderstood. Other people's money is not just me borrowing money from you as another person, but borrowing money from the bank. I could borrow money from the bank. That's other people's money. I could borrow money from my credit cards. That's Chase's money or City Citicorp's money. I don't care. That's their money. So I can use other people's money to buy my properties, which includes credit cards. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So some of the investing things that you're teaching at your school, is there any really simple practical advice that you can give the listeners to maybe for somebody who hasn't really started looking at investing in the stock market? Where should they start? Besides your school, (laughs) that's that's the obvious answer. That's the obvious answer. But but, I mean, if you just want a piece of practical advice, here's a piece of practical advice. If you want to, if you want to study the stock market, I want you to pick six stocks, just six stocks. I don't care what the company is. It's a company, you know, a company that you understand what they do. And that's it. Just pick six stocks. Now I'm going to tell you to buy these stocks. I want you to watch them for three months. Just watch them go up, watch them go down. See if, you can try to guess why they're going up and down. See if you can understand it. See if it makes any sense to you. See if they start to go up and down with the Dow Jones or the S&P. If they go, just, this is basically what you do. Remember when you drove a car for the first time, right? And and your, and your parents said, that's the brake pedal. That's the gas pedal, right? Now you had kind of an idea that you knew that those pedals did something, but you weren't exactly sure what they did. But when they explained it to you, then you started to, they'd like, oh, that gas pedal. If I step on a gas pedal too hard, the car will go really fast. And then most people did that. They step on it most of the, most of the time. They like step on it really, really, really slow because they're like, oh, "I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid." Right? And then you jump into the brake pedal real fast. Right. But after a little while, after a couple of weeks, you knew how to use the gas pedal. You knew how to use the brake pedal. So if you think you're going to go into the stock market tomorrow that you've never even understood or looked at before and go buy three stocks and make money, it ain't going to happen. You need to start slowly, step on the gas, slowly step on the brake pedal understand how it works and it's not that hard to understand once you start paying attention to it nice i love that analogy that was really amazing is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before we finish up and how can they they can actually find, find yeah, they you. can they can reach me so actually the easiest way to reach me is contactlarry.com. it's contactlarry.com. just go there and it has connections to all my websites actually so that's a schooling my personal website my books Anything you want. So contactlarry.com is probably the easiest. And you know what? Anytime anybody wants to reach out to me, find me on Facebook, find me anywhere. I don't care. You know, just say hi. Make sure that you tell me that they, that you that you saw me on this show. And I will definitely say hi. Because, you know, most of these people saying hi now on Facebook are fake bots. I know. I know. I love it when I love it when I get a, 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 a PM or a private message from somebody who I haven't heard from in three years. And they say, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, 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 oh. My answer to that right away is, hey, are you still working for the FBI finding Facebook scammers? <laughs> That's a good one I'll have to use because as a woman on Facebook, and I'm sure um, the li- listeners can attest to this, is like you're constantly getting men. And what I've learned is if if it's a man in a uniform, in a, in a military uniform, 99 Point nine times out of a hundred percent, okay, like ninety nine point nine out of a hundred percent, it's a bot or it's somebody posing as that person, and it's generally somebody imagine, who's imagine overseas. Imagine if you get a text message from me wearing this. Would you think that? Yeah, but it's all it's all people that are just trying to scam you in some way. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah they they clone me all the time too. Oh uh, well, of course. Why wouldn't they clone this? Well, thank. I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, Larry, thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners. Thank you. Take care, everybody. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.